This is Robert Margolacci, the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. I have the good fortune of having a Mindshare Learning Moment with Justin Payer, the COO and Product Evangelist for National EdTech out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Justin is a former executive from Pharonix, along with his colleague Vic Kahana, who was one of the co-founders as well. And we're fortunate to have a Mindshare Learning Moment this afternoon, focused on their startup and new product, Boomerang, a safe and controlling uh, solution for parents to monitor their kids' interaction with their digital devices and promote digital citizenship. Thank you for joining me this afternoon, Justin. Yeah, thanks, Robert. It's a pleasure to chat with you again. Well, uh, I'm really excited about your app and been following your um, evolution as a company as we've been immersed in the edtech space for many years. And what inspired uh, Boomerang? Well, I mean, we're my team is a, a team composed of three dads um, with you know kids ranging from about three years old up to fifteen years old. So we are kind of living this challenge that all parents have is we're giving technology to our kids, very powerful technology, in fact, and you know we're challenged with them spending too much time on it, and then we're concerned about what kind of content they consume on them, uh, ranging from you know social media apps to uh, YouTube videos to uh, you know other websites uh, that could be uh, inappropriate. So uh, the inspiration comes from just living you know challenges with ourselves around how do we control our own kids. But taking an angle that we want to just use the app as a conversation starter, primarily. Um, you know, we're not trying to be uh, too much of a spyware approach here. Uh, we really want right. to have the app help parents educate the kids and themselves about what's going on. And, and kudos to you for that. And congratulations for the popularity of the app. I'm just looking here on your uh, mm-hmm. count on your website. You've had almost 140,000 downloads and you've got many five-star ratings so it's really serving a, a need and a problem and i'm guilty as is served that we've got three kids with three mobile devices in university uh yeah. we we don't know their passwords they don't want us to follow them on instagram or snapchat and <laughs> and, and and we're ones that are engaged with them so it, it is the yeah. wild west out there right now isn't it yeah, and it's, you know, obviously you're, you're, you've done well, you've graduated. I mean, you got the kids out of the house now, but, you know, the big, the big challenge that we see that we can it's, help with is, we're, we're, is the young uh, kids. It's a double-edged sword. We're, we're thrilled <laughs> yeah, that, that I'm sure. we do miss them. <laughs> but, you know, for us, where we see the huge opportunity is, you know, with the you know, younger kids that are, you know, being introduced to the technology. Um, you know, frankly, when we get to a 16-year-old or more, or older, I should say, um, and you introduce a, an app like this, it, there's going to be a lot of friction because they've had this right. kind of like, you know, free flowing access to everything. Um, so mm-hmm. the real opportunity for parents and, and everybody is, you know, start early, you know, um, for one, have a conversation about technology use in your family. And then the introduction right. of an app like Boomerang makes sense when you're trying to do things like, you know, I want to limit how much time they spend on it so they don't become addicted uh, or have the impulse of always checking their device, which is what I see a lot with the younger kids. Um, and then we get into the areas of, of content. So this is where our, 
our growth is coming from over the summer, right? People are on vacation, no more school, no routine, and kids are submersing themselves in the uh, technology and the, the glowing screens, I like to call them. So that's what we've seen a lot right. of growth in the last three, four months. And the momentum is unbelievable right now with back to school and uh, more and more parents right. inquiring about our services. Congratulations for that. And um, now there's, there's something we call digital citizenship. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's part of the seven C's C21 Canada generated. And, and it's about being mindful of trying to find a balance in appropriate use and, you know, avoiding, you know, inappropriate content and avoiding mm-hmm. bullying and all those challenges that we encounter on a daily basis. And, and you're right at the forefront of this. Yeah. I mean, digital citizenship is, kind of what you have to have. I mean, I like to just even just say citizenship because nowadays the technology is just part of us, uh, right? Um, right. But, you know, the areas that I see as challenges, again, uh, you know, the biggest one is, an, is this thing we call app discovery. So for a lot of parents, they actually don't really know what a good or bad or ugly app looks like. And their kids are installing apps on their devices, typically blindly. Um, right. So we get a lot of this kind of app discovery challenge. So, we are about to launch actually a new feature that we will block newly installed apps, but then notify the parent with information about what the app is all about. So, you know, you know, the real cool scenario I'm using right now is, you know, no more Instagram being installed on your kid's device without you knowing and creating, having them create an account at like an age of 10. This has happened, right? So parents right. get a little bit more control and also awareness of what's going on. And you also nailed a very important part is our safe browser that comes with the Boomerang Parental Control app has been a very, very popular app because it filters bad websites and enforces Google Safe Search in strict mode. So it's by far a better uh, option for, you know, an iOS device or Android device. Uh, You know, if you're trying to use Safari, it's not filtered. Um, If you're trying to use Chrome on an Android device, it's not filtered. So this is where, you know... Sorry, let, yeah. let's drill down to uh, to the technical aspects of it. So I'm a parent. I've got my daughter in school, and I she, she's got a new device, a new shiny Apple device. Mm-hmm. I download the app on her phone. Yeah. And then I can gain access to it from my phone or my computer. Yeah, so at a high level, that's a, you're exactly right. Uh, just a little bit deeper than that is typically what I recommend is parents install on their phone first, uh, create their account because you actually create an account that you then pair all okay. other family devices to. Uh, and this account okay. is your email. So pick an email that you normally use for your online uh, accounts. And then that email is your account, uh, you know, login for the actual um, uh, product. Um, and then, yes, we have one app that does two things. So we have what we call the parent mode, which is the, the mode that allows parents to check on their child's location, uh, allows right. them to uh, time out the child's device for X amount of time if they want, or give them more time if they've been good. <laughs> yeah, the, the timeout is quite cool. Does it allow you to control data? Because data is a massive challenge. You know, mm, you, you, yeah. you, so it can't control data control no, as well? No, no, not actual cellular data. Um, so that part there would be an interesting conversation to have maybe with some of the local telcos. But, uh, no, we don't control the actual yeah. data on the phone. Yeah, well, that's, you uh, know, I can tell you, uh, you know, my kids collectively exceed the data allotment <laughs> and yeah. constantly 
reminding them that uh, you know it isn't uh, a water tap that you can turn on and off, right? Well, There's a that's a funny point because, or an interesting point. Because, you know, I see this a lot with kids just assume there's free Wi-Fi everywhere now, right? Um, anywhere right. they go, they're looking for a, a Wi-Fi hotspot. Um, you know, Wi-Fi now is like a utility. It's, you know, like a light switch. You know, you expect to have power right. and running water. So, and kids are, re- are being raised this way. So it's kind of funny that kids are still going over their <laughs> data. But uh, the amount of stuff yeah, that kids are sharing exactly. is quite amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, so let's talk for a moment about the school market. I, I see mm-hmm. a lot of applicability there and I could see you know one day you having a a school menu button uh, where you know teachers are able to leverage the power of your technology to keep the kids on task Mm -hmm. and and further nurture digital citizenship or citizenship as you call it in in, uh, appropriate use Uh, because it is a challenge Uh, a lot of teachers today are having their kids come into the classroom and placing the cell phone in a box. Yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah um, that's, uh, well, I mean, with education, Robert, the cool thing that we are now ready to do is we have here in the Vancouver area been reaching out to our local, uh, what we call DPACs, which are District Parent Advisory Councils. Uh, and right. this is actually a great uh, platform for us to you know, have uh, you know, uh, educational sessions, not just about the app, but also about digital citizenship, uh, good things about social media and how to install apps. I mean, it's, it's very uh, a wide range of, of parent skills out there when it comes to technology. Some get it and some are like, you know, amateurs, right? They're just still learning. Um, so this has been a great platform for us. We actually have some upcoming sessions here in the fall uh, with the local school districts to discuss you know, that there are options for parents out there um, to keep an eye on things and be educated of what's going on on their they're kids' devices because at the end of the day, a shiny new phone today is a computer. It's not just a mobile smartphone. It's really a computer, right? So it's very powerful. Well, the power of that one device that we hold in our hand back in my high school days, I'm dating myself, would the, <laughs> the hardware would occupy the entire basement of our school. Yeah. We had amazing, isn't servers it? upon servers. That's <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Don't come close to the power of this device. So yeah. it, it, it is, uh, you know, it is an exciting time to be in education with the promise of technology. But uh, you're helping solve a problem, and I, I think that's that's a missing link right now that I see. And uh, a lot of teachers are fearful of it themselves. Yeah, well, teachers are sometimes the ones that are held not accountable, but are kind of stuck managing this distraction in the classrooms, right? So uh, recently here in the news locally, and I think uh, even out your way in Toronto, school districts are taking, you know, kind of, you know, advanced or proactive measures and actually locking down their networks for access to specific uh, social media platforms uh, so that they can keep the bandwidth of their connection open for education-related purposes. Um, but the funny thing is the devices are not owned by the schools. They're owned by the parents. And this is where I go back to the parents have a huge opportunity to, you know, educate themselves about their usage of their kids' devices um, and keep distractions down during the school hours. I mean, we can do all that, right, which is kind of right. neat and very well, powerful. And it's very hands-on as well. Because, you know, and screen time is also an issue. I, I know... Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally spend way too much time on, on a screen dur- during the course of yeah. a day. And uh, there was a study that was released, uh, you know, 
around the start of school that recently uh, from Alberta, uh, the Optometrist Association, uh, about the dangers of particularly young people spending too much time um, on, on screens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, even the uh, Canadian and the American Pediatrics uh, Societies provide some guidelines, but it's guidelines. I mean, it's not the reality. I mean, they recommend yeah. a couple hours maximum of glowing screens across all glowing screens, right? So TV, yeah. uh, gaming consoles, computers, mobile. But, I mean, right. realities were all exceeding that by a large uh, sum. So yeah. um, it's being mindful, right? I think at the end of the day is understanding right. that, Technology is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Accept it. Right. But let's also look at, you know, the good quality screen time, right? If kids are spending countless hours on social media, countless hours watching YouTube, countless hours playing games, those are hours that could be taken to, you know, educate themselves, especially the younger kids, right. or help mom and dad out around the house, right? It's a distraction. I mean, and we are, in the end of the day, you know, my age group of parents, my team here that we have, we're the first, you know, generation of parents raising kids with technology available like it is, ubiquitous everywhere, yeah. and the expectation that it is there, right? So it's a challenge. We can't go back to our parents go, hey, mom, dad, how did you do it back in the day when, you know, we had our phones? They go, we didn't have that. <laughs> so it's uh, interesting exactly. time, right? Yeah, so. yeah, no, kudos to you for, you know, taking a leap of faith in, in co-founding uh, National EdTech and, mm-hmm. And the product uh, boomerang and kudos to you and and Vic uh, do say hello to him for me. He's a absolutely awesome yeah. guy and you guys, uh, you know, you made quite an impact in your uh, careers at Pharonix and uh, I know that uh, there's p- certainly a, a lot of great potential in in your new business and, and application. And um, any final thoughts to share? with our audience as it relates to internet safety and security for kids today? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 more of a tip. I mean, nowadays, yeah. um, you know, a lot of parents are buying or giving their device to their kids. Um, you know, I'd say sit down and, and, and talk about how they're going to use the device, um, what kind of apps they're interested in. Uh, keep the communication open um, because the first thing that can happen is if you get kind of short with your kid or start asking why they're doing all this, you know, time spent on specific apps, right. it can get into a, uh, you know, a negative uh, experience. So I've always kind of pushed an open concept, open communication. You know, most parents are paying for the devices and the data plans that they exceed every month. Right, Robert? <laughs> so um, yes. that's where, you know, uh, the parents are, should be fully empowered to, you know, take them away if they have to uh, put apps like our app on there to keep an eye on things. Um, and and build, you know, again, it's, it's just a tool. It's not, you know, the whole life should be taken away uh, by the tool. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot more tips that we provide actually on our blog uh, for this exact purpose because there's so many different subjects. But outside of that, yeah, I just say, you know, keep the conversation open uh, about technology use in your families. Excellent sage advice. Thank you so much again for your time this afternoon, Justin. Thanks very much, Robert. It was a pleasure. Good chatting with you. That was Justin Payer, the CEO and product evangelist for National EdTech, the producers of Boomerang. My name is Robert Merdlachi, the Mindshare Learning Port. Be sure to check out www.mindsharelearning.com to get your latest issue. And until next time, keep the learning curve steep.